Joining us today is Canola Council of Canada agronomist Warren Ward. Right, well, as you know, canola is a very small seeded crop, and with that, uh, there's a small seed, there comes some risk when we're placing the uh, fertilizer in that seed row. So really what we want to do is, is limit the, the potential of having damage from that fertilizer in the seed. And there's a couple of different mechanisms that cause that damage on the seed. Uh, you know, if we think about the nitrogen component in many fertilizers, there can be uh, an ammonia uh, effect as that nitrogen is converting to form and an action damage. And there's also the salt effect that, that can impact the, the seed and development plants as well. Why is uh, phosphorus the exception there? Well, we, uh, we do know there are benefits to having phosphorus uh, in close proximity to the seed or seed growth. And, and really that, that would be in safe amounts. So we like to think of that starter amount of phosphorus. And, uh, and that's really what we're talking about. So you know, generally we're talking that 15 to, to 20 pounds uh, of actual phosphorus in the, in the seed growth. And really what that's helping us do is get that early season pop-up effect where um, basically helping that that uh, those plants develop and and, uh, and pop out of the ground in a timely manner. Uh, one of the reasons for that is that we know uh, that phosphorus is not mobile in the soil, and uh, and and cool um, conditions limit the plant's ability to, to go out and find that that phosphorus. So there's a couple of, of reasons there why, but you know the the main thing to remember is that we we want a little bit of it in the seed growth, but just that uh, just that little bit, not not too much that's going to damage the plant. And Warren, um, just talk a little bit more about how to how to reduce that nitrogen risk. Yeah, so there's a, there are some some ways uh, that that can safen the amount of uh, of um, fertilizer in the seed row. So number one uh, is moisture, and moisture can fix a lot of problems, and, and that's especially true when it comes to, to seed plate fertilizer as well. Um, but you know we got to be aware of that sometimes as well because we might uh, you know as as we're going into a field to start seeding it might seem like Conditions are quite quite good. You know, we've got adequate seed place moisture. Uh, but once once you get in there, open up that field. You know, if it turns hot and dry and windy for uh, for a few days. That can that that topsoil moisture can change in a hurry as well. So you got to kind of take that one uh, with a little bit of caution. Uh, also, then there are uh, different sources of fertilizer. So uh, so thinking of some of the, the uh, polymer coated products like like ESN, for instance, which is going to slow that release of of nitrogen and that'll that'll um, uh, lower the risk of having that that ammonia formation. Uh, and then there's things such as uh, soil pH, which um, you know, as, we, as we know, uh, the higher soil pH, uh, which is uh, you know fairly common in, in many Manitoba soils, that uh, there's that risk of, of ammonia formation versus some of the lower pH soils. And then feedback utilization. So if we think, you know, what's our opener width and what's our row space, right? The the wider our our opener width and the narrower our row space just reduces that concentration of fertilizer in that in that band. And uh, the lower the concentration, the the more safe it will be. And uh, I guess finally here, just talk a little bit about uh, just the importance of uh, testing. Uh, soil testing is uh, is definitely still a hot topic. I think you know. I think there was a, a pretty good uh, run on it last fall, just with with the um, you know after the the drought conditions and crops yields weren't what was expected. So I think there was a lot of questions about what's left in the soil after that. And then you know we did see some changes throughout the fall as well. Uh, some areas got rain, and then we had some some regrowth of uh, 
of plants in the field. So there's a lot of things happening out there that just might make you wonder, what are my nutrient rates in the field? So, so yeah, so, so if there are some questions out there, you're uncertain, there's still time to go out and do some more soil testing uh, and get those results before the feeders hit the field. All right. Anything else to add, Warren? You know, I just wanted to uh, to maybe uh, put one little plug in here for, for our nutrient management. Uh, it's, uh, I think, a, a timely topic as we head into feeding. And I know, uh, you know, timing of 4Rs being the right fertilizer at the right source, at the right rate, at the right time. And, you know, timing, I guess we're coming into feeding, right? Uh, but now we'll start looking at, you know, what is the right source or, or you know, what source can, can, we, uh, can we access right now? Given some of the, the types of lives, uh, rate is going to be important as well. If we talk, we talk about that soil testing, that's going to help determine the right rate in combination with picking, uh, you know, a, a yield target that's going to uh, help you capitalize on, on some of these decent um, commodity prices that are out there. And then, um, you know, the right place. And I always like to end on that one because right now, you know, as we're going into seeding, in my mind, the best place for that fertilizer is in a band of the soil. Uh, but also keep in mind that, uh, that you know, it does take some logistics to get it there. So the proper planning is always important, especially, especially if things are getting over That was Canola Council of Canada agronomist Warren War. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.